Yeah, he's got the best barbecue show you could ever imagine. Imagine if a piece of meat slid down your throat, jerked <laughs> off in your stomach, had a baby with another piece of meat, and had more babies. That's how good that would feel. That, that was kind of intense. <laughs> Imagine if a cow in a pig got slaughtered, but in a nice way, and they got cooked, and then you slid them down your throat, and you were like, mmm, that tastes so good. That's what it would be like on the best barbecue show. Thank you for watching the best barbecue show. I am here with Jeremiah Watkins in Dallas. He's performing at the Addison Improv. This man has podcasts. He's part of the best damn band in the land on Kill Tony. And uh, he's just an amazing dude. He's about to have a baby, and we just ate a huge plate of barbecue. And now I'm expecting <laughs> in about 10 minutes something in the bathroom. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we've, we've, got a, we've got a quick walk to the bathroom, too. <laughs> yeah, that's good. That's very good. Anytime you want, we can cut the mics. All right. And just be like, poop time. Poop time. Intermission. <laughs> yeah, dude, Yoni just hooked it up. I just, uh, I'm starting to get in that mode where I get this way when I eat a lot of barbecue and when I eat a lot of spicy food, I, uh, I get a little loopy sometimes. I get a little, uh, I go to another plane of existence and that I can feel it coming on a little bit right now. Yeah, but that's the best part of uh, of doing all this. Is yeah, it's like it's like when you're when you're writing and you're really tired, and all of a sudden you have inspiration hits, great ideas, and then all of a sudden, oh, hey. that's what I'm talking about, Yoni. You know what I'm talking about, brother? When I when I eat barbecue, it's like like time slows down, dude. Sometimes I savor every single piece. I put it on the palate of my tongue, and I'm just like, can we just stay here forever? This is the best feeling I've had in my entire life. If my wife is listening, I hope you understand. Oh, oh it's so good. It's those dinosaur bones, those prehistoric meats flowing through my veins. Well, and uh, for everyone who's listening that doesn't know, Jeremiah's one of Jeremiah's many talents is all the characters that he creates. On your show, you have this amazing talk box set up, so I yeah. thought I'd make you feel at home and got this whole voice changer box set up. The, f the, the fact that you went out of the way to get this is just shows you how much Yoni cares about the production of the show, and I, I'm so impressed. I showed up, and, and I'm like, is this what I think it is? And he's like, yeah, I got him just for your show today just so it's amazing dude i'm so happy so happy to be here yeah so you can uh you know at any point in time you might hear uh voices change could be me could be him could be both we're yeah, just gonna we're, have fun we're with playing it around. we're having fun we're in and we're in a playground element i mean i just did one of my favorite things in the world and that's eat barbecue and i'm in a i'm in that feel good moment right <laughs> now i'm feeling real good well, and uh, we talked a little bit about it before, but, you know, 
barbecue has so much to it beyond just being an amazing food. And mm-hmm. you grew up in a barbecue city in Kansas City. Yeah. And it's just a, it's just fun to, to share this with you, dude. How uh, how's it feel being back in Texas? It's been a little while. It has been a little bit. I I was here in March in San Antonio, right before all the shutdown happened. I did a weekend uh, where they're like, I heard this girl has COVID at the mall, which is like right down the street from uh, the club that I was performing at. And I was kind of like, oh, is this starting to get serious? It's, it's like right before the zombie outbreak happens in, in a movie, you start hearing murmurs like, yeah. did you hear that story? And I think, wasn't I down there? Yeah, you were in San Antonio yeah, with me. Right. Yeah, I yeah. remember that. Yeah, you, you came out, uh, Yoni and, uh, and I hung out in, in San Antonio <laughs> that weekend. And he brought barbecue for the green room, and then we went out to uh, a bar and another show afterwards, and, and hung out. And Tight. did we play pool that night? I don't know if we played pool that night together. No, we. Um, what what it was a uh, it's is it tiger? It's not tiger belly. It was like tiger something. Something like that. Yeah. It was like tiger in the basement. tiger or something like that. Yeah, and it's it's like in the basement in San Antonio. It was a yeah, cool room, a really cool room. Paper tiger, something like that. I and, don't know. And I got a shot of you, like you were like. Uh, Spooning someone, or you were like sitting behind them. I, I recreated um, the scene in Aladdin where he sings a whole new world. That's what it was with Jasmine, and I brought a, I brought a girl on stage, and uh, I made her my Jasmine for the night. <laughs> <laughs> well, and and uh, this whole thing happened with Tony Casillas, where everyone kept putting on his jacket and glasses. That was fun, man. <laughs> that was fun. Yeah, everybody started doing impressions of another comic that was on the show, and it was great. Remind me of the good old days and stand up when everybody was just worried about what's funniest for that night rather than just worried about their set for the night. It was like a a communal like joke that was happening. I loved it. Yeah, and it, it's cool when, you know, callbacks and, and those things are part of comedy. So it's cool when everyone kind of starts getting the joke and like the second time people didn't really get the like hat glasses and red jacket, but then after the third and fourth and they started making the same joke about what, what, was it Tony's dad? Yeah, something like that. Yeah, yeah. And, and it was just like this whole this. You just got lost in this amazing, and and, and it was cool because like, I don't know. You you get, you're you're like so generous with your time after these shows to hang out with people, beat them in pool and and all that. <laughs> Speaking of, you cleaned up last night. That was awesome. Uh, yeah, I went I went ten and two last night. I scratched on the eight ball. Uh, for one of my losses, and then the other one, it just came down to the eight ball, and uh, uh, Tony Casillas came out with a victory over me for one of those games. I'm still not happy about it, but we might play more this weekend. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you'll get your revenge. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and it's cool because you know you've been to so many cities, you've traveled so much that you have this, you just kind of, like, you just relax after the show, and it's cool that everyone gets to hang out, and, you know, whether it's the guy that was running drinks or the guy that runs the venue you're hanging out with everybody yeah i love hanging out with the staff after shows and it's it's a cool way to to get to know people on a different level because you know if you're just working with people at the club level they're they're busy doing their job and i'm busy doing my job as far as like making sure that my set is good and everything so i sometimes don't have time to talk or be as conversational as i'd like to before the shows with the staff I'm always friendly and stuff, but I'm kind of like trying to get in the zone a little bit. And then after shows, I'm like, I'm down to talk and hang and, and everything like that. Well, and it's part of, uh, you know, the, do you feel like being on the internet? I mean, you have a, a huge presence on Instagram, on YouTube, you're, you're creating, you've got a breakfast show, you've got your podcast, you're on Kill Tony. So you're, 
the amount of content you create on a weekly basis is like it's monumental. It's a lot. It's uh, <laughs> it's uh, <laughs> it's so much. Um, yeah, uh, well, I'd like to. I mean, the goal is to get to a place where um, I think I'll always have my uh, hands in a lot of different projects and plate spinning, but I want to get to a place where I'm not having to hustle so much on the backside production of everything. Cause right now, like uh, to make like the clips and all that stuff that yeah. you're seeing, that's like, that's me doing my own clips and uh, I'm getting help like with the actual shooting of stuff, but you know how intensive editing is. Yeah. So I'm editing so many hours a week. So I'm hoping that eventually I can get to a place where I'm successful enough where I'm like, this is my editor. I'm just going to shoot this and I'm going to trust you to make this look good. But right now I'm like, I got to do it myself to make it look <laughs> yeah, the way you <laughs> remotely want good and how I want it to. Cause I'm a little bit nitpicky cause I've been editing for so many years. Well then, uh, you know, not to try to convert you, but premiere pro is about to have a, a new feature that does automatic captioning. So you oh. can literally run it and then you just have to like fix the, I might be switching to <laughs> Premiere then because uh, this this subtitling has taken years it's away from my life that I'd really prefer it not to. <laughs> yeah, and we can talk more about. I have lots of hacks and stuff that I've been learning about, but it, it's it's cool to see you creating so much because it inspires me because I want to create so much. And on top of that, it's like it's just cool to see because you you're more connected with your audience than a comedian even ten years ago. Because you talk to them, you respond to comments, you probably get, I can't imagine the DMs, your DMs, like the numbers just rolling all the time. It's hard because I used to respond to every DM and then it got to a point where it's just not realistic anymore. Um, And I feel bad that I I can't respond to all of them, but I would literally, I would have to set aside, um, you know, a huge chunk of my day if I was responding to all that stuff. So I tried to... um, uh, not, uh, look at the DMS, uh, too much. Um, unless it's like, uh, like a a priority to respond to. Um, but yeah, it's hard. It's a hard balance. Um, because some people send some really nice things that I would like to respond to, but Instagram has this weird thing also where my favorite thing to do is just have people email me. If there's, if they seriously want a response, then I'm pretty good about responding to my email, but DMS, it's this whole thing on Instagram where once you accept, they can message you at any time. And I've had some issues in the past where I open that gate and then there's no way of closing it without blocking. And I don't really want to block people. Yeah. And, uh, you know, on a much smaller level, I get, I get guys that are, you know, that especially there's a lot of guys cooking barbecue. I was talking to a guy from Korea this morning, Mm -hmm. but there's this guy, shout out to Dave Peralta in the Philippines. He will, the moment you like give him an opening, he will just be like, what's up boss? How are you? And like, it's just like, you want to talk to him, but at the same time, or, or there's guys that will literally like, like every single story. And it's just like, cool. I, I don't need a notification. Need, every yeah. Time. Uh, yeah. <laughs> if, if they could fix that with Instagram, that'd be nice. But I guess there's way to, to mute notifications from people. I have, my phone's almost always on silent. I just can't even like, I just, when I see it, I see it. Yeah. It's kind of like, it's an old school. When I used to sell real estate, there were these old school guys that were like, if you call me after one, I'll get back to you by one the next day. And that was like their voicemail. Just that. Like, wow. I <laughs> wish I lived in that world now. <laughs> right? Good grief. Slow it down a little bit. I know. That's great. Uh, but yeah, I mean, do you feel like, you know, you, you've always kind of had this fast pace going on? Obviously, COVID slowed things down, but you took a couple months off 
but you're right back at it now. Yeah, and even when I took a couple months off, I was making clips and stuff like that and prioritizing my time a little bit differently. Uh, But now I feel like it's starting to pick back up, and I feel just this last couple weeks of trying to readjust to the schedule that I once had, I'm like, frick, I was doing a lot. Like, because when you take things away... I was I stopped going out, you know, while COVID was going on and doing stand up every night where I'm hanging out at the clubs and doing sets. You take that away, that opens up five, six hours out of your night where you're like, Oh, I've got way more time on my hands. That's so weird. And then, you know, start doing stand up again and you're like, Oh, I have no time left in the day. This is I gotta make this video, I gotta edit this, I gotta respond to these emails and yeah. And did you I mean the comedian schedule generally is a is a like three AM, four AM wake up, you know, in the afternoon. Have you kind of kept that schedule even when you're not performing or you start going to bed earlier? I, I started going to bed earlier and waking up earlier, uh, which I didn't think that I'd be able to do it. It took like uh, probably a couple months. I was staying up till probably 2 a.m. every night, even when nothing was going on. Yeah. And I was like, all right, I need to dial this back a little bit. But also that's when I would get a lot of my writing done for if I was writing music or anything inspiration would hit me when my wife would go to bed and there's just kind of silence in our apartment. And then I'm like, okay, I got these ideas and I can work on my keyboard like in uh, with headphones on and stuff like that. And just, it'd be really quiet in there. So that's when I wrote primarily, uh, I've written like a bunch of songs during quarantine that I'm trying to, to record eventually and stuff like that. So yeah. And you just shot a music video on a boat or something, right? Yeah. I'm so excited for that. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. That was shoot day one of two. We got one more, uh, shoot day on land uh but it's gonna be a fun um comedy music video that uh there's some fun little cameos and stuff in it and you made one with eric griffin already too right yeah it's called from a distance and uh yeah there's some there's some good cameos in that one uh, as as well nikki howard sydney Mahler, eric griffin um lauren compton i think that's everybody in that uh music video but yeah that was, that was a super fun one that's um about uh, admiring ass from a distance safely. <laughs> <laughs> well, and, and it's a, uh, it's just so cool to see, you know, uh, all the all the people that I'm starting to follow. It's like all of a sudden, oh, they're hanging out with Jeremiah, and like all the collaboration that's happening. Even though you can't perform, and I mean, the the last time you performed was what in a window, right? Yeah, in the comedy store's original room window, they have it where people can sit outside on the patio. And they watch as the comedian performs through glass on the other side. And you truly feel like it's the most degrading version of stand-up that I've done in a while. Because you're like the dancing monkey behind the glass. And you're just like this prostitute in the red light district (laughs) in Europe. You know, that's you're just like trying to get give you some stuff. But meanwhile, you're not connecting fully. So it makes it hard. But it's at least an opportunity to still get up and try to work on jokes and stuff like that. Is that a, is that a show like people get tickets for? Or it's just people walking by or what? Yeah. That, that's just a free thing. Like if, if you enter, then, then that's part of it. Like people are buying drinks and stuff, but no, they couldn't charge for that show. <laughs> I wasn't, I, I wasn't sure. Cause I know you guys also have a, you kind of have an audience watching kill Tony from the, um, the deck right outside. Yeah, it's being live streamed outside to uh, the back uh, parking lot area. So people are showing up to get drinks and just hang out on Mondays because there's nothing else to do in L.A. on a Monday. And that's one of the few things that's actually open right now. Well, and that's what that's kind of how the show started, right? It was like 
there's no shows on Monday. Let's let's do. Yeah. So in a way, it's still holding true to its roots uh, in that regard because yeah, there was zero shows going on on Monday uh, in the past, and then it became helped Monday become more of a thing at the comedy store because when we were at full uh, steam with the show, we were touring and it was selling out the main room on Mondays consistently, which is crazy to even think about right now because you're not allowed to have that many people even remotely in a room. Well, and it's cool because it's a, uh, there has been a bit of a, they, they, they've let in a few more people. You guys, it's not like there's a hundred people in there, but there's more than zero now. It's a little right? bit, it's a little bit more lax. Like the comics who are about to go up, like, because before we couldn't even let comics in, they just had to, uh, we were just doing the show like uh, where everybody's outside and one person will come in at a time. Now the comics can be spread out in the back of the room waiting their turn to go up. So that's cool at least. And you got uh, it's David Deary, right? Changing mm-hmm. out the mics. Yeah, we've got some different production people. Uh, Zach Bogus. Uh, G- General General Zach, as Tony calls him, is another guy who's helping out with the show. And uh, Rick Kosick is sometimes taking pictures. And Oh, really? Yeah. Like the jackass guy? Yeah. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah, he's a good buddy of ours, and he oh. comes and he'll hang out and take dope photos. I didn't know he was hanging out. That's awesome. Yeah. He's a really cool guy. He's amazing, man. And he's uh, he did a little uh, short documentary for me and Pat Reagan. It was a Reagan and Watkins doc, and uh, he made it look really, really good and put it together really cool. It's, uh, he put together like this little short film for us that's out on YouTube that you can look up if you want to. It's just called Reagan and Watkins, uh, Rick, uh, like a Rick Cossack short film or documentary. And since, you know, you're getting in front of a new audience in the barbecue world, tell us a little bit, uh, you know, I'm not even sure I know exactly what your story is from, from the beginning. Like, when did you start? I mean, you, it, it's, a, it's a long path to become a paid regular at the comedy store. Sure. Um, for people who don't know, um, in this world, the best thing to, that, that Yoni made a, a great analogy uh, of the two things is uh, you're talking about the guy who cuts the meat, right? Um, yeah, exactly. So how many years does that take to, or how long does that take to work up to that position? It, it all depends on the person, but it's definitely, uh, you definitely have to do a lot of other work and you have to learn, you know, it's, it's very easy to, if you just turn the knife five degrees, you're cutting pyramids instead of slices. Uh-huh. So you have to really, you have to have some knife skills. So, I mean, I would say at least three to six months it might take a year for you to get good. Yeah. So... It's like that in the the regard of um, uh, how the the trial and error and how meticulous you have to be. Um, for me, though, it, it and it takes people a really long time, and I, I'm still. It took me a relatively middle of the road amount of time. Uh, it took me uh, like five years to um, become a pay regular, um, and that's literally working my way up from the open mic scene and doing well every single time until I got to a point where they have this friends and family section and employees where you can call in for your avails where you'll get one five minute spot later in the week on somebody else's show. You just show up and do your development spot. And that's how you start, you know, developing and getting tighter and working out jokes in front of audiences and stuff. And then you get a chance to showcase to become a paid regular down the road. And it took me uh, on my third time I got it, but I had to wait a year in between each showcase. So it's oh, wow. brutal. Yeah. But yeah, now your your pictures on the wall. You're uh, you're the man, dude. Oh, thank you. <laughs> I'm I'm one of the men at the yeah. comedy store. <laughs> well, and it it's 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 just so cool to see because you guys are all everyone's got their own style. Everyone, you know, the same way that 
you can go, you know, this is more of a classic barbecue joint. I could take you places in Austin that there might not even be brisket on the yeah, menu every day. A little bit more alty, alternative kind of feel. <laughs> a little weirder. Yeah. A little more fun. Yeah, just a little bit. Not as conventional, if you know what I'm saying. Just a little bit more out there. And sometimes that's what my comedy gets described as, is a little bit more out there and less conventional. No. <laughs> well, and you're, uh, you're, you're just, you're so much fun. It's like, I, I'm, I'm. I'm, I have so much desire to just be funnier so that we can have more fun on my show. <laughs> be, on, be on similar wavelengths. Yeah. <laughs> Why am I not funny yet? <laughs> well, uh, ham up uh, those vocals a little bit more. Put a little bit more pizzazz into it. You gotta speak from the diaphragm. Yes, from the diaphragm. Turn that effect up even a little bit more. Okay, like that? Even more. Oh, how's that? I could go to the... Pitch correct. Wait, is that working? Hey, there it is. Well, you gotta, you gotta sing into it, Yoni. You gotta sing. You gotta sing. Sounds good. You're sounding better all the time. <laughs> time. So, so some of these pitches are, are hard to, to, yeah. to find which which direction because it's by key. You gotta find it. You gotta find it. You gotta find it. You gotta find it. Making music with Jeremiah. Barbecue. Let me try that. Barbecue and beets. You know where you at when you got those barbecues and beets, y'all. That sounded real nice now. Got it dialed in. You got that baked beans. You got that corn. You got them. You got that coleslaw and them green beans. And so many other sides. And a pudding on the plate. Is this fate? I see a girl over there. That cow is scared. Cause it's about to go in my belly. Yeah. Eating barbecue. Eating that barbecue. Oh, oh man. You have no idea. I've been staring at these little voice boxes for weeks just like <laughs> I cannot wait. you're like I just, hope that we get to use these because <laughs> just turn them on yeah because it's just uh you're, you're just it the the diversity like I mean you literally every Monday sometimes you you bring back some old characters but I'm, I, almost every Monday you just roll up with a new character a new voice I mean is there are you just riffing at home like are you are you kind of writing comedy while you're uh writing music at the same time uh, sometimes I'm, I'm writing both at the same time. When I was in quarantine, I wasn't writing much comedy, uh, as far as jokes went. I was writing some sketches, but it was, I focused more on music, uh, some just regular original music, those non-comedy, some comedy, mu uh, music and songs. But, uh, it's kind of hard to do both at the same time, like be working on a new stand-up joke while you're trying to write a comedy song at the same time. 
But um, yeah, it's usually uh, one or the other, and then you kind of got to pick your your days, your time slots. For me personally, that I like to do. Well, and and for the people who haven't seen it, you know, like the milkman has become a huge thing because you were just literally like puking up milk <laughs> on stage. Yeah, the milkman. He's a 1950s milkman. He's uh, he's very nice. He's, uh, he's something somebody who you'd see like in a Beaver Cleaver kind of show. Yeah, exactly. Uh, Pleasantville esque, and uh, he's just a good guy at heart. And um, he just sometimes he he gets too high on his own supply, and he drinks too much milk, and then he throws it up on stage. <laughs> That's every time he's appeared on the show so far, he's puked. And uh, Joel recently asked me, he's like, "We should do those 50s characters again." And I was like. Dude, there's no live audience. I really don't want to puke for no <laughs> like for no live audience right now cuz that's like become part of the characters like that guy's going to puke. <laughs> well, and and I mean there's just such a wide range from feminist Stacy to Shanks like you you do you like are are you ever pulling them from other places or there like other inspirations where you're like, "Oh, I need to do" Like, are those just, are you just coming up with those? Like, it's so interesting to see all the directions you go. Uh, some of them are influenced from, from real life uh, people who I've met or know uh, that are influencing little characters. And then sometimes it's just a character trait that I see that I'm like, oh, I want to emulate that or I want to make a character or make a, a more grandiose version of that little thing and, and blow it out of the water and make it its own character. So and then sometimes it's, it comes down to literally like oh that'd be fun to dress up like this this week and then we figure out the character as the secondary thing, like we were um, tr- uh, we were truck drivers recently on the show, and we'd never done it before, and it, I ended up um, thinking about like okay how am I gonna play this truck driver and I ended up pulling from a character that I created on Jeremiah Wonders almost a year ago with Ryan J. Ebelt, like I improvised a character that I liked and I brought him uh, on to Kill Tony. So sometimes it's, it's, it's I'll create stuff on Jeremiah Wonders and take it to Kill Tony rather than, you know, sometimes you'll see my Kill Tony characters that were born there yeah. gravitate towards Jeremiah Wonders. So it's becoming this nice feeder system of back and forth. Well, and then you also add uh, the, the guitarist Chroma Chris and mm-hmm. uh, Jesky Jesse Johnson, who... I'm not sure what their comedy backgrounds are, but sometimes they just they kill as hard as the rest of you. And it's so cool to see they just jump like Chroma Chris will just come in and just shred like he's knocked me on my ass before. He's hilarious. Try not to chew into this mic. It's so good. Jeremiah's taking some more snacks from the uh, the barbecue platter we're sitting with. Shout out to Terry Black's barbecue. Cheddar jalapeno is so good. Yeah, we'll uh, we'll probably have to wrap up some of this to take to those comedians later. They'll be happy about that. They'll be so stoked. Well, and and it's uh it's fun for me because I wanted to come in because I've I've been a comedy fan for I, I mean I don't even know how long I remember like sneaking away to to listen to George Carlin I mean this is way after it came out but listening to George Carlin's like swear words and stuff like I didn't swear as a kid and I'm listening to that stuff but it, it I, I don't know it's cool to be like oh I can really provide for the community mm-hmm. by just showing up to shows and just bringing the dank cue. Well, comics are always hungry, yeah. so it's one of those things where you're you're our savior when you come in with uh, amazing barbecue like you have uh, in the past and you continue to do today. Well, and I'm sure you get. I worked at a theater in Austin for three years, and it's like we 
people come in and they just want to give us, you know, boxes and gifts and, and all that stuff. And it's like most of that half that stuff never even gets backstage because people just don't want it, you know? Right. But it's cool to be able to really like show gratitude with something. Oh, yeah. People want this. <laughs> <laughs> they will welcome you in with open arms. Have you have you had in your long history? Have you ever had like weird gifts sent to the back or anything from fans? Um. I had one, and this was a very nice gift, but my wife was like, Jeremiah, what are we going to do with this? <laughs> it was a, it was a very nice piece of art, actually, that I have it in um, the office space uh, where I shoot um, Jeremiah Wonders at, actually, is this big uh, wood uh, like carving of, of me doing stand-up on stage. It's like an etched-in-the-wood wow. like little carving that they that they did and um really nice piece of art but my wife is like we can't hang that up that's way too big it's just big like i can't imagine like i'm I'm just like such a little fish in the pond like the the amount of murals and stuff that rogan has that his wife has been like that's not coming in our household <laughs> like he has his studio for that shrine you know but like in his home his wife is probably like no, that's not that's not happening. Well, that's why he has like a warehouse man cave now. Yeah, and he's I mean, building another can, one here. You can put it, all that stuff there. Yeah, and uh, yeah, I'm excited. I actually, it's funny because you know, through you and the show and some other people, I have all these like different little contacts that you know it might not be for five years, but I'm excited to run to him and some of the guys from that show, like Jamie Vernon. I love because I I spent weeks just looking at his hands and trying to figure out. I mean, he he like made his own system at first before there was actually tools to to run a live podcast like that so yeah i i'd love i can't wait to be able to just like have a beer or some he's a really good guys. dude too he's super nice yeah yeah and i he hope used he's to feeling help, better he used to help out with uh kill tony back in the day oh really he used to run cameras yeah for that well and red band used to run used to do his job on uh yeah. joe rogan yeah i remember i used to download like the justin.tv streams and like actually like download podcasts and put them on an MP3 player yeah. before you can like yeah. So I remember like you'd use the RSS feed to get updates. Uh huh. Just I was a huge nerd back then. You're in the on day. it, dude. I know I should have started a podcast back then. <laughs> I still feel behind, but I mean you're very modest um, about you know where you're at, but you really like you have amazing contacts. You uh, you know your Bobby Lee episode was so fun because I had no idea you guys had that connection and you were talking about opening for him and all the stuff you did it's like it's so cool to see you know to see your story get told like through your show yeah it's cool i mean yeah having guys like um bobby leon he's one of those guys who he's been a mentor to me for years and i literally opened for him for years so i've got a lot of cool uh experiences with him and to see uh on the back end having those guys come on my podcast and get to riff with me in my element and i'm i bring a very you know silly uh side to people i like to bring out and uh it's fun to see them kind of experience that in a different in a different light well and it's almost like its own language like you just kind of like like even just sitting here playing with these things you just got like all of a sudden you feel this vibe and you're like like uh uh you're just like you have a different language with the with the comedy people, you know. Like sure. You get it. I mean, okay. Well, what do you mean by that exactly? You said you want to do a podcast, but what you what you want? Well, um, what you what you what you want? Yeah, I love the Beastie Boys. Uh, I'm just thinking that uh, an unfunny guy like me 
and maybe learn a few setups and put you to work. I have to ask, is pulled pork big in Texas or no? Uh, Whoops. It's a, uh, yeah, you'll find it a lot of places, but some places like Snow's, is their classic is actually to slice it and they do a pork steak. Uh, okay. I was curious about that because they have pretty much every assortment that I'm used to, except I didn't see pulled pork and I was curious about that. If that's like, also in Kansas City, uh, they for me, anyway, the barbecue is so good, but I think sauces might be a little bit more popular in Kansas City. Just like, because um, it's we're kind of known for, some people think that it's just like uh, super sweet because of brands like Casey Masterpiece, which that is like a, a very oh, yeah. sweet sauce, you know? <laughs> That's like a mainstream barbecue sauce that like a lot of people are familiar with. But um, it's like kind of a sweet, spicy, middle of the road thing. And I actually like some of my favorite barbecue sauces are really hot. Like um, there's they've got like a, a Night of the Living um, uh, barbecue sauce, I think it's called, at uh, Kansas City Joe's. And then there's this other place called Famous Dave's uh, barbecue that I really just like their their hot barbecue sauce. Like, but I'm a I'm a spicy food connoisseur all the way. Hell yeah, we're we're like you know. Later on, when um, in the day when I have to go poop, my uh, butthole is like, dude, what did you just do to me? Like, seriously, you're putting me through the ringer right now. Why did you eat this much spicy food? Put down the chicken wings, Jeremiah. Well, uh, the the barbecue that you get in Texas is so rich that you don't necessarily need a lot of that sauce and other things because the flavor and, and if you eat less sauce it kind of just slides through you easier with all the nice brisket fat oh i see i see well i don't want to speak on behalf of all of kansas city but i think i personally like more side options of sauce but every time i've gone to places in in texas it is so savory and rich that it doesn't really need too much sauce yeah, they have sauce here, but we didn't need it. <laughs> I'd be curious, though. I would be curious what the sauce tastes like here. Because I might, I might just be a sauce guy at heart. You never know. Well, why don't you play with this, and I'll go grab some sauce to taste. All right, Yoni. BRB. BRB. Coca-Cola, thank you so much. I did the classic shake, like, um, maybe that vanilla pudding was straight up fire that I had earlier. That banana pudding, I mean, forget it. Just forget it. I'm in another dimension right now. I'm thinking about all the barbecue I ate and how good it was. 
craving, I'm craving a nap and going to bed, snuggling up underneath the covers and going into that sweet, sweet barbecue dream. I'm gonna dream about this barbecue that went into and touched my soul. Now Yoni's got the sauce. I'm gonna try it all around and see if this barbecue really is the best in town. Does Dallas have anything on Austin? I think they might. You better watch your back. Sounds good. The funny thing is, some guys came in here earlier, and like when you're not, when you don't have the headphones on, it just looks like you're just like. Oh, just kind of vibe and like we're singing into Oh yeah, just like peering <laughs> into the distance. Like, why is this guy alone singing into a mic that's not even on? It's not being amplified around here. He just looks crazy. He's just like has his own headphones on. He's like, yeah, this sounds nice. This is really good. Well, and I can even patch in uh, what it sounds like, but it's like when you can't hear it. That those guys came in and they were like, why are those guys like kind of awkward? Because like we don't sound in pitch when the pitch isn't correcting. Oh yeah. Yeah, it sounds all off and, and weird. So, yeah, these guys have a spicy, an original, and a sweet. So this is spicy? Yeah. Okay. So let's see here. I'll try it with the turkey. Uh, and you'll also find that uh, Texas, barbecue, or pe- Texas barbecue sauces are a little more vinegar-based. They're not quite as, like, rich mm-hmm. and sweet. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so Kansas City is a blend of tomato and vinegar. But I think... Um, I'm not sure exactly how, what the consistency is, but I think that there's more tomato in it than than some of the other uh, regions. How like Texas is way more vinegar, and I think North Carolina is super vinegar based with their sauces. Yeah, North Carolina's uh, a good friend of mine, Elliot Moss. He runs Buxton Hall in North Carolina, and he's known for his uh, his sauces that he puts. He does whole hog barbecue, and you like that one? Yeah, I like that one. That's good. See, I think I'm just a sauce guy. This, You know what I mean? Like, the Kansas City barbecue, it probably doesn't need it, but I'm one of those guys who likes to have the option of dipping and stuff like that. So I think that that's why I'm like, what about them sauces, though? I think that's just me personally, my preference. The ribs are so good in Kansas City that they fall off the bone, like, every, every single time, you know? Well, so one of the things about Texas barbecue is actually we don't want the bones to fall off. You want it to have a bite. So when you take a bite out of a rib, there should be a shape where your teeth were rather than it just like falling apart. We're actually trying to get it like almost not al dente, but it's like a it's slightly tighter than. Yeah, that's, falling a, off and the that's bone. you know, that's a different style altogether. For yeah. Sure. Well, and, and you know, they're sweet. Texans love to talk shit and say, you know, if you have to use sauce, you didn't cook the barbecue right. I know. I know. For sure. <laughs> I'm just a sauce boy. I like that sauce. Yeah. Well, and this place has great sauces, and a lot of places are playing with everything. I mean, I was I was writing this morning about uh, there's places that do pho, bon mi. <laughs> too sweet? Uh, uh-huh. I caught one sauce that I didn't like. Good. Two out of three were good. I got a good, we got to get a good face out of that one. Mm. 
That's super vinegary. Yeah, it's a little tangy. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the sweet, I think they used to call tangy. I don't know why they changed the name. That's tangy for sure. The normal's pretty good. My spi- spicy is the favorite, but I just have a preference for spicy in general. So I'm going to always lean towards that sauce probably in most places. Well, and tell us about, uh, you know, you're in, do you, do you go out to, to places in LA? Like there's so many hot chicken places, Holland Ray's and things like that. Dave's you- hot chicken is great. Holland Ray's is great. Um, I love um, uh, Nashville style chicken. Uh, it's really good. Hattie B's in Tennessee is an amazing joint. That I really like, and um, I unfortunately uh, got food poisoning uh, while I was there from not from them, from uh, somewhere else in the area, <laughs> and uh, it was from like a salad or something that I had, and I was throwing up Hattie B's through my nose later uh, that night, which was it was rough, but I still like it enough. It's still good where it superseded like <laughs> the throw up. It was still good coming out. Yeah, but it was. When we were doing a Kill Tony show, and I had to limp to get to the the car f- to the airport in the morning, like I was like, I I was literally throwing up like five minutes before I boarded the plane. I was like, oh, this is rough. Yeah, I think you guys talked about that on the show a little bit. Uh, that was Manchester when we uh, uh yeah when we had like a, a big issue with that. Uh, well, so tell us more about you know growing up with barbecue and there's there's a lot of fans all over the country. Yeah. So. You know, maybe maybe we can get our KC audience up a little bit. Sure. Um, Kansas City Joe's is our spot. Uh, some people will vow that Gates is uh, is their spot. Um, that's on the uh, uh, more of the Missouri side uh, of the state line of, of Kansas City. There's two Kansas Cities, which is for people who don't know, it's it's it doesn't make sense that there's a Kansas City and Missouri in and Kansas. And they're touching, right? They're touching, dude. Yeah, they border each other. They're they're divided by the the river. Um, which is like, it's, I mean, that, that's the, like, it's so (laughs) weird, like how they border each other, but there's also different laws in each of the counties. Yeah. There's different, there's different, um, like it's weird. It's very, very bizarre, but people in Kansas city, Missouri on that side, they claim that they're the real Kansas city, which is funny. Just that that's even a fight (laughs) that's going on. It's like, they don't. I don't think that people in Missouri like when Kansas people claim like, "Eh, we're all the same." It's a, it's that weird division. It's like, no, we have all the sports teams on the, the Missouri side, and we have the good the the things to do. There's yeah. nothing on Kansas. And we're like, we got some stuff. It's like, you know, well, it's like I'm sure there's divides in LA. It's like how Texans just generally talk down about Oklahoma, but I, I haven't really figured out why. Yeah, exactly. You're like, I don't really know or understand why. I think I'm going to go for another rib. But if you know, if you know, you can get on stage. Like last night, there were a bunch of references that Tony and Pong made that were like, I was like I'm not from here. Or? Yeah. Oh, I was like, I'm not from here, so I don't, I don't get what they're talking about. But the crowd just like went nuts when Loved they talked it. about it. <laughs> yeah, dude. It's a uh, but but that's part of the fun, right? Yeah, getting to know the different areas and, and different stuff like that, and the different even the different culture and barbecue between here and Austin. Like I've eaten a, a handful of joints there in Austin over the years of of visiting, doing shows, and each region is a little bit different. Well, and you guys get to do when you're traveling, you get to come up with these things. I know there's always like a you you the the they name the uh, the bear after whatever the gay neighborhood is in the city, the West Hollywood Bear. Yeah. yeah. And uh, we can change it depending on the vicinity. Tony's <laughs> always like, what's the gay part of town here? He's always asking the, the wait staff that. Well, he's he's openly gay himself, right? <laughs> That's an inside joke for the Kill you Tony got show. Me. 
Way to go, Yoni. Way to hop on the train with everybody else. Uh, but uh, you know, it's amazing to see a roaster lean into being roasted. It's a, it's oh, a, I mean, it's that's, a hard that's skill. That's the best. I mean, yeah, if you can lean into it, it makes it that much funnier. Uh, and you, you actually, you're on the Patreon. The he has a roasting class, and you were a part of that too. Yeah. And uh, do you do you get to do much roasting? I don't know if I've seen you do a lot of roasting or any anything like that. I do it a little bit in the set, but I don't harp on it. Like I did with that lady last night with uh, who's complaining about her wedding getting canceled. I kind of was roasting her a bit. Like that was great. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So you know. I do little things like that, but I don't make it a huge focus, but there will be good moments where yeah. it happens and stuff like that. Well, but you're, you know, what you were saying was like, I don't want to go to your wedding. And I, I, I love that. Like, that's kind of how I feel. Like, it's just like, I have to do all this work because you're getting married. Like, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I think that's how most people feel about weddings. Like, They're not saying it, but it's like, nobody wants to go to your wedding. Yeah. And I grew up in the Northeast, so everyone wants me to fly back up there. So it's like. Yeah, dude, I, I have a lot of friends where I didn't go to their weddings because uh, when they got married, it was right after I moved out here. And I'm like, I have no money. There's no way I can make a trip. I can barely make it home to see my own family. Like, I can't waste a trip on you. Sorry. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, uh, shout out to my friends in Houston, but they, they did it right because I was, you know, a groomsman. So they flew us out. You well, know. Yeah, that's how it should be if you yeah. really want a huge wedding, in my opinion. It's like... You gotta you gotta hook people up because it's a huge for people who are struggling. It's a huge inconvenience for them to get a suit, for them to get the travel there, for their lodging, all that stuff. Well, and as a creative, you know, one of the things that we deal with is like, I don't know. While everyone else is like getting a regular paycheck, we're we're figuring out things week by week, day by day. Yep. And I feel like that stress feeds the creativity, though, as much as it sucks. I think so. I think it pushes you for sure because you're like, I can't. I can't just sit and watch stuff pass me by. I got to make my own opportunities and stuff happen. Uh, but going back on the Kansas City barbecue, that is one thing that I always ask for when I go back to visit in Kansas City is I want to get Joe's when I go back there. Um, and sometimes we'll do some of the other ones. Um, there's there's a couple places. Uh, there's a place called Smoky Joe's in Olathe uh, that is pretty good. Uh famous dave zarda i'm trying to think of gates um i'm trying to think of casey masterpiece i haven't really uh gone to too much there's an actual casey masterpiece restaurant i believe there is an actual casey masterpiece restaurant yeah i believe so am i making that up i can't remember it's been years if that even exists that i've (laughs) had it I'll have to fact check myself on that. It might be called. It might geez, be called something else. I don't know. That was, it, it, it could be called. Um, yeah, it could be called Chuck E. Cheese. I don't really remember <laughs> exactly what it's called. Yeah, I mean, it could be called. Uh, you know, Steve's Boot. But my but my dad, I I I grew up like learning how to grill and stuff um, from my dad, like uh, just like hamburger patties and and chicken breasts and different stuff like that. But I always kind of like the uh, the process behind just. I associate grilling and barbecue with with family and friends because that's every time I've had it. That's the only time I've had it is with family and friends. And, and so it's kind of like this process, like when we were in uh, the back pit area, like it was just so cool because it reminds me like I'm thinking of my dad, like turning burgers on the grill and flipping that like over like big, you know, fire shooting up yeah. and when the grease shoots up and stuff like that. And I'm like, reminds me of being a kid. So I'm like, 
all this nostalgia and, and good memories comes flooding back. So that's pretty cool. And then one of the sausages shot all over your foot. Dude, fat load on my shoe. Had to wipe shoe. it off immediately. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say, I was worried that you know you were wearing your nice stage shoes. I mean, these are my stage shoes, but luckily um, it wiped off easily. Yeah, add a little polish, a little shine to <laughs> yeah, it. Yeah, exactly. Oh, he's looking a little mm, greasy tonight. That's a, that's how I keep the mustache shining. Beef mm-hmm. tallow. Here we go. That's Dip what. it in, dude. Get one of those. Get one of those mesquite brushes. <laughs> yeah. Uh, what yeah. kind of wood do they use here? Post oak. Okay. That's almost like if people aren't using post oak in Texas, there's a few places that use mesquite. But mesquite's a huge challenge because it's hot. It right. burns hotter. And so, but there's places, you know. Uh, they ba- use oak at, at, uh, at uh, Kansas City Joe's. And sometimes they use mesquite, uh, I think, for some other things. But oak is the main thing yeah. that they use. Yeah. Texas barbecue is just a little more, I, I want to say it's like purist, but there's just specific things they do. And it's not like they won't. Like my smoker at home, I've gotten so many free bags of wood. So I've used pecan and cherry and and all those things, right. but if different you go, fruit woods and stuff like that. Yeah, and they're they're fun, but I, really, the way you cook Texas barbecue because it's so it's such a clean fire that uh, you it doesn't really it's not going to make a huge difference. The mesquite will definitely change the flavor a little bit. Yeah. And next time we're in Austin, I'll take you to the best breakfast taco in the world is Valentina's Real Deal Holyfield. Okay. And it's on a fresh handmade tortilla that they make right mm. in house with beef tallow. With uh, beans, a slice of brisket, and a runny egg, some potatoes, and that's like the best. The, the you, you bite it, and the egg breaks, and oh. <laughs> so good, dude. We've got, we've got. I've, I'll plan the next. You made five me years. have so many food orgasms on the <laughs> show today. By the way, there's been so many times where Yoni can just cut to me, just going, "Oh, ooh, yeah." Jeremiah wore a diaper to the show. <laughs> <laughs> Became a very different show. It was almost a sad show, actually. Um, he had to uh, relieve himself on stage multiple times, <laughs> and uh, he kept making eye contact with uh, the different audience members. It was not my favorite show that I've seen at the Addison Improv. <laughs> Screaming, moaning comics. Oh. <laughs> but it, it, it's it's incredible that this thing can create. It emotes. So, like, that's why I love having a show where you talk about barbecue because, like you said, you're talking about grilling burgers and all these things. But at the same time, it's like the, the food is an emotion. The food is this, like, mm-hmm. wave of you just bite it and you're like, how did this happen? Oh, because it, it also, yeah, it takes you back. Like, it's it's like uh, it's pieces of time that will jump back to with every bite of, like, a, a good brisket or, or uh, you know, good burn ends or just sausage or... Mac and cheese, or the, <laughs> the green beans, or the, the coleslaw, or the. I mean, there's just so many things. I just start thinking about the baked beans, the, the chicken, the turkey, just everything. They have really good red beans and rice at Kansas City Joe's. That's another one of my favorite sides that I get. Red beans and rice. Yeah, you got that red beans, you got that red beans and rice, and it feels so nice. But Texas still makes it the best. It might be appealing to the eye, but Kansas City till I die. Man, you're way too good at this for me to even try. (laughs) 
That's what I'm saying. I need to just learn how to be funnier just so I can interview you better. Well, some of that, honestly, is um, is vocal training. The, the the It's not the effect. I'm changing my voice a lot with to, to make it do. Oh, gotcha. Yeah. That's like, like that's why T-Pain sounds so good with the auto-tuner because his voice is incredible. I don't know if you've heard T-Pain sing without any effects. His voice is amazing, and that's why the auto-tune for him sounds extra good is because he does those vocal runs and stuff where he's changing all the notes, and that's why it's going, you know? Yeah. You're, you're uh, I mean, I, I, th- I think it's incredible. Yeah, 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 yeah. Never. Oh, I muted it. Never thought I'd be on a boat. It's exactly. a big blue watery road. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Poseidon. I love that song when it came yeah, out. Yeah, yeah. Never thought. Yeah, I'd have to change the key for that one. Never thought I. Never. That's interesting. Never thought I'd, never thought I'd be on a boat. Here's a big blue watery road. Beside it. It's hard. Some of, some of those uh, are hard. You've got to find the right key. Well, it's a it's another challenge that you can you can save for when you're home and playing with your your vocoder. I know, dude. Your your auto tuner. Does it feel good to be out of town and like? It feels good to be back out on the road, dude. Yeah, it's it's weird. Um, I'm trying to be safe. I'm not doing the meet and greets after shows because I feel like that's where I'm gonna get it. Um, and then you know we went out last night and I don't like wearing a mask inside the bar to play pool and stuff. But I'm also trying to stay safe with yeah. my wife at home and she's pregnant and stuff. So, congratulations. Thank you. Thank you. It's very exciting. This is like the you you basically just made the announcement. Yeah, yeah. This weekend, I'm doing like my first material and stuff about it, so it's pretty cool. Does it does it open up just like a huge book of stuff to talk about? I, it really does, and also I think instantly uh, I'm going to start relating to a group of people that probably I didn't relate to before because I'm you know I I get a little weird on stage, and yeah. it definitely grounds me in a different light when people are like, "Oh, this guy's a parent," or "This guy's going to be a parent." Okay, I'll give him a little bit more slack. He's more like me rather than you sometimes will watch somebody on stage and you're like, I can't relate to this person. This person is so weird. He's like an alien to me. <laughs> but there's like a common link now between me and some other people, which I'm kind of excited about to to meet new people and in that way and stuff like that. Well, and especially in Addison, like a lot of the places you perform are kind of suburbs of bigger cities. Yeah. So you get a lot more of the family, the the couple that, you know, hired a babysitter and Yeah, they this did is their this. big night out. Yeah, yeah, this is their big night out. And Man, but you know it's worth it when Jeremiah's on, because you're you're just always killing. I I have so much fun, like watching you because you you, like, there's there's people that do. I've seen crowd work in a lot of ways, but you just really like like you love it. You're like, yeah, come on, what do you got? Like, <laughs> you don't oh, even yeah, hesitate yeah. to. I'm not I'm not scared to engage. I I like making people a part of the show because that's the difference between. You watching a Netflix special or going to a live comedy show, in my opinion, is I want you to walk away being like, that was for us tonight. That was, he made that about us and he made it about tonight and not like he's just going through his, 
his set list of jokes and then he says good night and and it, he could have done that for anybody it's like no i'm doing this just for you guys tonight and i'm trying to make this as special for you and me as possible so we all can make memories together well and you're opening up a can of worms because you know to me it's like obviously you're much more seasoned but for a lot of people you don't there th- there's a I can't remember what podcast I was in, but they always talk about how like everyone knows everyone's got that uncle that's funnier than they'll ever be. And it like pisses them off. It's like, you never know when there's going to be someone hilarious in the crowd. And like, you just, you play with that fire. Well, that's the thing. Like, like one guy was quiet all night last night and he stepped right before one of my punchlines. But what he said was so ridiculous and out of left field or I couldn't even finish my joke because I was like, well, I'm talking to this guy now because he's insane and he is just interjecting he chose this moment all right let's roll with it just about rolling with it and just being like oh we're doing that now okay shift let's pivot (laughs) go in that direction now well and you're also known for you know you've got a show every monday you go travel all the time and most of the time when someone's like oh i did this or even when i was telling you about old kill tonys that i went to see before i met you you knew exactly like what happened that night you remember so much of what happened it's got to be a lot to keep track of it just kind of sticks in there i guess uh there's certain ways that you can file things in your brain and categorize things uh for the for old podcast episodes first you start for me who's a guest then do you remember what characters we were being uh some characters i don't even remember barely what we did that night but i'll remember certain things about it like somebody mentioned a character to me uh, they're like you were like um, you were like Cupid like angels and I was like oh yeah I hated that show cool <laughs> you know what I mean like I like you'll I'll know right away as soon as you say the character I'll because they all evoke a different feeling um, or of something that happened one night we were uh, deep sea fishermen one night and uh, there was bad acoustics in the room uh, so it was hard for us to hear the comics which is a huge problem because. Yeah. You know what I mean? There's different things like that where like you'll say a character and be like, oh, I know exactly what was going on that particular show. Maybe not all the things I said because I was riffing and improvising. Sometimes I'll rewatch stuff where I'm like, oh, I can't believe I said that. That's that's actually pretty wild. Or it's like maybe I shouldn't have said that. Or or there's sometimes like, oh, that I'm I'm proud of myself. I stand by that. So it's a good good eclectic mix. Well, I'm super impressed because there will be moments where literally no one, like there's there's the whole band. Red Band and Tony on stage and you'll be dialed right in. you'll know like what me watching it later it's easy because I'm listening through the microphone so I know exactly what they said but you can see everyone go huh and you're like oh and you're like translating and I have to translate a lot, a lot on that show yeah yeah that, that's just because um, I think because I'm a mimic I listen very intensely to people I'm always kind of listening to how what their vocal patterns are and and what they sound like and I think that Tony just honestly uh, doesn't have an ear for accents. There's some people that have trouble hearing accents, and that's just one of them. That's just a fact with Tony. It's like a notorious thing on the show where if a guy with an accent comes on the show, he's not going to be able to understand him very well. Because we went to Australia, and that was that's half the YouTube comments. is like, Tony can't understand hardly any of these guys. <laughs> yeah, people say their name, and he's like, what would you say, cement truck? <laughs> yeah, yeah, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, so far Well, off. he also, he, because he knows, he started to lean into it because he knows that he has trouble understanding certain dialects and stuff like that. So he'll be, then he'll start playing with it. Like, he doesn't know, but he's like, did you say this? And then he he's great with leaning into that. Well, and he's, you know, the same way I kind of have to run this board while we're talking. It's like, he's got 
sheets of paper notes and, and notes and yeah i liked when you all started giving him like the names of all the characters so he that helped a lot because <laughs> if we don't then like he we just did uh one where i didn't give him the sheet and he renamed my character's last name and he kept saying it wrong where it's like uh, i'll just let him <laughs> say it the rest of the show well and it's uh, it's kind of part of the fun that like you put so much work into this stuff but sometimes he just doesn't give a shit you know it's like oh yeah it's that's weird that's so funny <laughs> Oh, I love it so much. <laughs> well, and it, it's part of that. Di- it's it's like, part of that. That yeah, that's we get at each other in different yeah. ways. That's that's part of the appeal of the show. Is like we push each other's buttons. I think that's part of the, the appeal. At least I don't know if he yeah. would agree, but we'll see. Well, and Red Band is just in there. He'll just come out of left field with something about squirting, or he'll just be in. You never know. You know? Yeah, <laughs> everyone's just like, what? What? Where? How did we get here? Yeah. Or he's uh, he made that joke because wh- where does he he gives people um spots at that one club oh the ice house yeah yeah he always gives female comic spots just to be creepy he's like hey you want to do a spot out at the yeah. ice house and he's like there was a cute girl on and he was like oh i can't wait till the ice house opens yeah <laughs> well so uh, one of the things that we do on every episode is i always ask people you know what's your message to people you know usually it's the backyard guys the the pit people but since you're a creative since you're doing you're living your life in your own way What's your message to someone who has a musical talent, who wants to, to, to cultivate, who wants to create what you're creating? Uh, yeah, I mean, this goes for anybody. I would just say that the message I want to get across is uh, if you love what you're doing, if you have a true passion for it, then keep working hard at it and don't treat it like it's a job. If you love it, then it won't be a job and you'll just want to get better out of the love of it. And that's when the results will start happening is all from the love and passion uh, from that. And also being positive along the way and being a person that you would like to hang out with and you would like to, to see uh, and just have that about you, that energy about you and it'll take you, great places i think yeah stop worrying about it and just keep walking forward yeah just do your thing do your thing man all right well jeremiah watkins a man with a million characters traveling around the country right now even during covid to make all of you laugh to make the world a happier place thank you so much for being here and i can't wait to do this again yeah buddy thanks so much for having me appreciate it yeah good night Good night, everybody. Good night, barbecue watchers and listeners all over the world. Yoni's best barbecue show. Yeah. That was fucking awesome. Hey, they're coming to meet man. Y'all to see me eat, man. Hit on the meat man, y'all to see me eat now. I got jaws like a bear trap, a teeth like a razor. I made tack tongue with a sensitive taster. I was born out in Texas called the land of beef. Never catch a muscle greener, showing the hell that like a meat on the meat.